Who's going to intro this card? You. Why do I? I don't know. If, bro, I don't know if I got the energy, man. Yeah, you do. Just close your eyes and do it. Good afternoon, morning, evening, all right, ladies. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you actually doing? There's a spot. <laughs> okay, picking, we'll wait for you're taking the that. leg spot. Do you, do you never get spots on your low legs? Yeah, now and again. See, this is prime cast talk, but uh, do the intro. <laughs> okay, I'm coming over here. Why? Why do I have to be like the piggy in the middle? <laughs> yeah, the, the piggy in the middle. <laughs> That's the name of the cast. Piggy in the middle. Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, we are back! <laughs> 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 down as well. What was it? It was Ruby D. Oh no! <laughs> we are here in video. The Charcast has returned, and today I'm joined by Alex Hi. and uh, Jamie. What's up? And this is Charcast episode two two seven. <laughs> Yeah, right? Or was it 228? <laughs> <laughs> Did we actually forget to change the number? It's 228. It is 228. We didn't change it. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> We've been gone a long time, okay? This is yeah, why this happens. As you can see, we're rusty. We are rusty. Uh, it feels extremely weird just doing like it. Interacting in... with other humans. Yeah, just being normal. You know, having just... My face, actually, on a video, not like this, you know, Discord mm. game type thing. So, how are we all doing, boys? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. It's been a long fucking time. It's mm. been really long. Almost as long as the uh, the Jar Media Patreon, which we should shout out before we get any deeper. Head over to the Patreon and give us your love and support <coughs> so that we can keep... Funding the show and improving. Because as you can see, this is our new setup. What? This is our new setup, bro. Piggy in the middle. P this is the Piggy in the Middle podcast where we discuss the most intense topics. We felt like we needed to like rebrand or something. Yeah, you know, after this COVID and how intense it's been, you know, everyone's had massive life-changing events. We thought we'd uh, relaunch the podcast as a new entity that strives for... Excellence and normality. <laughs> and piggies in the middle. We are the piggies in the middle. Piggy in the middle can die. I'm fine with piggy in the middle dying. <laughs> that didn't last very long. <laughs> piggy in the middle is dead. We're back, baby. Fuck piggy in the middle. Yeah. I'll piggy do. in the middle's gone. It's jar, baby. <laughs> okay, we're back. Okay, it's back, we're back, we're back to jar. Okay, back to jar. Uh, welcome to jar. Um, let's address some. Topics and questions and stuff from the last episode then we've never done a live-action housekeeping Fuck. I don't think um, That's fucking crazy. You man. sure about that? Maybe well, well, I lie because we did the comment corners originally way back in the old days, but when, when did you when did we start the comment barrel crucible? I thought that was a corn thing, but comment barrel and comment crucible were <laughs> corn things for sure What's it now, now that we're in the live realm? Um, the pigs. Piggy in the middle? Yeah, piggy in the middle. Hello, welcome to the piggy in the middle section. Where yeah, we... the commenter is like the the little piggy in the middle. And their like... comments being bounced off us as we yeah, torment them. as we surround the piggy. Yeah. 
Kobe Langston's gonna start us off. Alex calling out Troy Baker for playing Asian characters is the most egregious hypocrisy. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the same thing um, as I was saying it, but you know, wasn't it me that said it? Did you? Yeah. What about old Nick? No, about um, Troy Baker playing an Asian character. No, because I brought up Mass Effect Three in that Asian yeah. character he plays. And this is, of course, referencing Hunt Down the Freeman, where I played an Asian character. What, what sort of research did you do into... None. None. Hmm. Did you actually have a choice in the character you're being... No, I, <laughs> no, I explain it, I think, in my video. Like, the, 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 the character model was already rendered, so I guess they didn't want to do anything again. Because it's like, takes time and is t hard. So they already had the model... So the character wasn't written for you? No, they just had like a random character and they're like, you can be the Asian guy. <laughs> God. You looked you looked like a you looked Asian when you were a kid. When you were like four. Yeah. No, I thought so, the same in those pictures, but I don't believe that for a second. It's true. I don't. We had a couple questions relating to Mass Effect. Of course it's all the rage at the moment, the legendary mm -hmm. edition is out. I've been playing it a lot. Power Couch says, I appreciate James geeking out about Ilos Vigil, the Reaper level, and the soundtrack. Definitely one of my fondest memories in gaming. Yeah, when we I, I played parts of Mass Effect 1, and I was massively... Because we last talked about it before I'd actually played it. Mm -hmm. I was massively shocked by the improvements they made to Mass Effect 1. Oh, we're 1. talking about, yeah, yeah, you it's, tried Legendary Edition Mass Effect 1. Yeah, it's... It's a re like if there's any time to jump onto Mass Effect, it is now. Mm -hmm. That that first game is so playable now. Like I, I'm probably going to be jumping on it and buying it myself because I just I'm on a Mass Effect craze. It's been on my mind since actually playing Mass Effect One again. Yeah, and it must have also agreed with that boy Miguel, who said the Mass Effect talk honestly convinced me to pick up Legendary Edition. I played a bit of two, but got bored. The talk got me interested about the lore and just side stories. Thanks, Jar. I was thinking about that too because I've been listening to like on like watching videos on YouTube, different thoughts on the collection. Mm. Mostly intrigued by people who've never played them before. Yeah, what they're thinking. And I've seen mixed things because I, I don't know how Mass Effect One would strike you if you'd. Uh, mm. You know. Yeah, Mass Effect One was always the weak link to me, but I do want to say <clears throat> I have bought Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Oh, really? Because of our talk <laughs> on oh, the cast, oh, and snap. and when I briefly tried it, and Mass Effect One is really fucking good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it it's just the gameplay let it down, but I think the gameplay is passable now with the improvements well, I, they've made. I was totally wrong about Mass Effect One to begin with. What do you mean? I always thought uh, because I I never played it as much as you, mm. and I was. Young when I played it, I played it once, maybe twice, and uh, yeah, getting to it now, this game is carried by like just the most fucking awesome world and the best soundtrack, like mm -hmm. in a game I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah, no, the I never, I honestly never appreciated truly mm -hmm. like the actual work that went into the world building and just the the way those three games like intermingle. Mm. When you're actually paying attention to all the stuff that's set up in the first game that comes up in the third. Yeah, this is something as well. If if you only ever played them like I did, just once through, 
Yeah. Like Mass Effect 1, 2, 3, once each. Um, the amount of thought they must have put into the whole trilogy while they were working on the first one is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, you'd have to have some kind of map, some idea of what yeah. direction this is going. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it it's almost better going through again, knowing stuff that's happening in the future. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and now I actually properly am using the... The whole dialogue tree is designed around this, like, investigate option. We are supposed to mm -hmm. investigate if you want the option of learning more about the lore and stuff. So yeah. now I'm actually just going through every investigate option and listening to whatever the nerdy lore stuff is. Yeah, I've been doing that too, but I'm actually blown away by how concise the beginning of Mass Effect 1 is. Yeah, no, as well, I was like, trying to get across a few episodes ago on Call Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, that opening is just amazing to Mass Effect 1. Yeah, it, so quickly do you become like familiar with the world. It's, yeah, it, it establishes the entire conflict of the universe in that. Yeah, book. but not in like a forced, yeah, mm -mm. like bad dialogue expositiony yeah. way. It all feels natural. It's yeah, it's something special and definitely worth checking out. Yeah, hundred percent. Nubius Maximus left a comment on a sort of similar topic. How often do you chaps actually pay attention to the stories of games? <laughs> Way more now. No, I, I always less. pay attention to it. I guess it depends on what it's going for. Um, if if it's clearly going for a mechanics first thing, then I can ignore like a story a little bit. Yeah. Um, like you can you can like play through a Halo campaign and just ignore like the story mm. and just enjoy the gameplay of it. Yeah. But um, when it's like Life is Strange or something, you know? Where the, or Mass Effect. Like. Or, yeah, where it all comes down to the... Well, it doesn't all come down, but it largely comes down to the writing. And if, like, your Life is Strange is full of the <laughs> cringy, you know, fake teen dialogue and stuff like that, it mm. does... I don't know. I don't. If I want to play a game that's gameplay orientated, I will never play a single player game. I'll just play a multiplayer game. You need some kind of hook to get someone into like the story side. Yeah. Yeah. But I I don't play story games, is the thing. Like I've never I've Red Dead. Haven't played that yet. You used to. Yeah. yeah I they, used, they used to. to be like your favourite. You love uh Well you loved Red Dead One. You love Red Dead One. New Vegas. Yeah. Mass Effect. Yeah, like those were your games back then. But now, as like an adult, I just don't have the time to invest in a story. I just want like a just a casual experience, but it's just like mainly gameplay, like Apex, as you do calls. Yeah, it. yeah, something like that. To answer the question, though, I I'd say, well, like you said, like it it depends on the game. Like mm -hmm. Doom, when I was playing both Doom yeah, one that's and a good two, example actually. So I I couldn't give less of a shit about mm. the context. Because yeah. it wasn't about that. Because Eternal had like way more cutscenes and tried to do a story. Yeah, story. yeah. <laughs> I didn't care at all, but I don't. I didn't take anything away from the game for me. No. Yeah, not at all. But on the flip side, Wolfenstein, mm. like it, you can't not pay attention to the story because yeah. it's so well told and compelling. Yeah, but the gameplay is not as tight or well designed no. as Doom, so it's the but kind of trade-off. Yeah, it makes up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that stuff, Casino Productions left one for us. Question for Bungalow Com. Commitmenting. It's just changing the name every week, like it makes it so confusing. 
If dinosaurs never went extinct, how would humanity react to them <laughs> in modern times? Could you have a pet herbivore? Um, how would they affect technology and civilization? Are dino dinners a possibility? I think the dinos would have been extinct either way because we would have just learned to kill them. Yeah, maybe. I don't think there's a timeline where both like, exist at the same yeah, time. It's, yeah, I don't think it's. That possible. being said, which dinosaurs could Mike Tyson beat? <laughs> I reckon Pe we'd like eat dinosaurs. Yeah. We'd uh, we'd probably ride them. Well, it's just like in that case, it's like we wouldn't have cows. We'd have like this a uh, uh, dinosaur equivalent that we'd like farm and eat. We just everything we have now would be a place of a dinosaur. Imagine if you could like farm titanosauruses. I guess they are just like chickens, huge chickens. Yeah. How much? How many people could you feed with one T Rex? Wow. Yeah, but then they're where. So you're not gonna have, you're not gonna be able to farm them as much as any other animal because of the size. So you're no, we you don't want to eat the predators anyway. You want the you want the babies, the babies, the yeah. the like herbivores, you know. Mm. No, that's why you genetically just fucking ruin dinosaurs. Like you make a T Rex that like his mouth is tiny, and it becomes a chicken. Yeah, just a massive chicken. Hmm. Well, if, if 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 humans and dinosaurs did exist at the same time, it would just be... Oh, survival evolved. Bite them. <laughs> just bite them. Yeah, Vin Diesel would just wreck them. <laughs> yeah. Barry Blue is going to end this section for us. While battle passes are quite annoying, I feel like the Master Chief Collection does it well. It doesn't cost extra whatsoever, and you unlock everything as you level up, and every season is accessible at the same time. They also add really neat new content that don't fuck up the balance of the game like COD. It feels like I'm actually earning what I'm unlocking instead of paying money. I do prefer just being able to unlock whatever I want off the menu like in Reach, but I'd rather have this than typical pay-to-win bullshits. Mm, I don't think that would work in Apex or COD or any of the big big battle, yeah. or battle pass games. I don't think, I think it's fine. It's, I think they've adapted it to the games they're in. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't have new content that's going to cost money for a game that is a re-release, and the content you're getting already yeah. exists in those games. <clears throat> and to me, with that one, it was just like a just a, too late. Mm. I'd already played the game so much, and then they're adding in these reward systems when you've already played it for, like, mm -hmm. tens of hours. It just seems like... Yeah, it feels like wasted time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Destiny problem, where it's like... They fix the system six months later, and it's yeah, like, I've already yeah. spent five months grinding in the old bad system. Mm -hmm. and I just feel like I've been screwed out of something. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd say the Halo one is a bad example, though. Mm. Really? Yeah, I think the Battle Pass system only works if it's being paid for. Yeah. There's nothing addictive. I'm not driven to try and like earn yeah. points in the MCC one. No, as, much, as much as we can say as consumers, you've got to consider the people making the game, and they're doing it for money. So that that system wouldn't work for any any company. But you can't yeah, pay so, for them in the yeah. MCC and if you can't pay for it, why not just de design something fun? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know the the whole design. There goes Ruby. <laughs> the whole design of a battle pass <laughs> is, is the time limit. It's to extort money from you. Yeah, basically, but also that thing where if you buy one, theoretically, you can use what you make from each one to get the next one. Which gives more playtime, which makes money. Yeah, it, it, which makes you motivated to keep playing that. That's yeah. why it exists. It's like mm -hmm. a psychological fuck fest to keep us yeah. giving them money. So you can't you can't make that better than it is because it is a fucked idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think they're just experimenting with systems to implement to infinite yeah, yeah you're probably right and yeah. if i saw that in infinite i wouldn't want to play it 
as like a. No, that'd be it, fine with a normal be paid, battle pass because remember the yeah, multiplayer is free mm-hmm. for Infinite. They'll have a battle pass. But like this idea where you just buy what you want, yeah, it doesn't make me want to. Because the the appeal is that that level one hundred thing is what you want. So you play it all season for but that the, thing you want. I think what he means is like the reach way of doing it. Mm. What's the reach way of doing it? You have like currency that you build up and yeah, then you, you buy you, in a store. I, I prefer but, that. But the, the, yeah, um, I prefer that as an alternative. The stuff you like buy is also locked behind your level. So like the really high level stuff, you can't use the currency to get until later on. Oh, yeah. But it's just a battle pass system for getting the reach system. I don't think just being able to buy what you want when you want what it is. I think a mixture of the two would work for Infinite if for the free-to-play people, Mm. they can only use the battle pass to unlock stuff. Yeah. But for people that actually buy the game, I think they should be given more cosmetic shit for the multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, there is no Mm. FOMO side to it, so it's just like... Yeah. Just let it sit. Yeah. Well, that's housekeeping, guys. Let's the do house some is now clean and sparkly and gorgeous. Where do we want to go? Where do we want to go with this? Where do you want to go? We can go anywhere, anywhere we want. Honestly. How do you guys feel about uh, just constant rules changing? What in regards to life? What, like specifically the pandemic life, or? Well, yeah. What's like some effects you weren't expecting? Um, I wasn't expecting for you know Corncast to get up to forty-two weeks. Yeah, that's definitely something I was not. That's close to. That's only ten weeks away from a year. Yeah, that's fucking. Is it really? Yeah, fifty-two weeks in a year, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus. It's fucking it's, crazy. This year has been, has been shit. I mean, mm. like, the the beginning of the year is... It's just been like a blur of just the same day on repeat. And now it's May. Uh, like, I feel we, like nothing's happened. We, stopped, we, we started a lockdown in March last year. Like, by the end of last year, we thought, oh, maybe surely this can't happen again. Boom. We're in fucking May. We're in May and we've only just started to come out of it. Our third one. Possible yeah. fourth on the horizon. Who oh, yeah. knows? Yeah, because I was like reading the news and for once, it was the first time I'd noticed it in like a couple of years. It, the headlines were trending weirdly positive and I was like, this is this is weird. Then, then the Indian variant started becoming the headline, I guess. Yeah, I just never know with the news side of it. Like, if, if you're trying to like maintain some level of happiness... You can't be perusing the news 24-7. But how do you stay informed or know what's happening in the world without reading about it? Do you think it's necessary to stay informed? Um, No. How often does being informed actually, like, matter or come in as useful during your day-to-day life? Depends on what circles you're in, I guess. Like, if you're a yeah. politician, like, you probably should yeah. be fucking informed. But as, like, a casual guy or girl or someone mm-hmm. who has, like, a, just a normal life, like, you know, I go into the office sometimes, you know, and I, I, I see my work colleagues, and it's just, like, none of the news stuff is, like, discussed. Mm-hmm. I'm informed about everything because I just Twitter and all that, and it's, like, useless. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to use it. It's just, like, I wake up, I go on Twitter, and it's just, like, oh. Well, that's another reason to be depressed, is this news in whatever country. But you don't want to be 
like blind to the world as well at the same time. No. Mm. There is a mix to it. You do want to know what's happening in the world. You want to be up to date on the comings and goings. Like, especially during a time like this. You know? Yeah, no, I think it's more necessary than ever. But it's also more depressing than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, severely depressing. Like, Christ. I'm I'm not try I'm trying to not use Twitter at the moment because of how fucking depressing it is. It's extremely depressing. It's like I don't need to see these pictures. Twitter is the this. one social media where I don't think my mood's ever been improved by going on it. It's only ever made worse by going onto it. Um, yeah. Same with Instagram. Even worse with Instagram. I found. <laughs> really? It's just you think like, so? If you're confident or happy with your life, Instagram. Well, the thing with Instagram is that you can, the algorithm, if you keep looking at shit memes, all it's going to show you is shit memes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that works for me, like on the explore tab or whatever. Yeah. But then you've got to see, does, does shit memes not like mess with you at all? Because I just get annoyed at the shit memes for like being like really shit. The repetition. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm fine with it. It's like, it's totally harmless. Whereas on Twitter, if you follow one person, especially now, because you get to see like everyone's likes and shit, mm. every conversation, every comment they make, everything. Mm-hmm. So they're going to retweet shit, they're going to like shit, and you're going to see it all. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. Twitter is a space where like, very rarely do good things get talked about. And mm-hmm. when they do, they're just swamped by the... It just fucking huge amounts of shit going <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it stopped being fun a long time ago for me. Like Twitter. Used to be kind of fun. Yeah. I still I still do have fun with it because it's just like I try to detach myself from normality with it. It's just like if I can't understand the language these people are posting in, I'm not having a problem. It's just p- pretty pictures. And that works. Because it's just like, oh cool, that's a pretty picture. Yeah, well, the algorithms are, like, so designed to kind of promote these audiences, like, clashing. So you, everyone's replying and interacting with posts and stuff. Like you said, like, now when you follow someone, you just see the followers of the pe- of the people you follow and shit. Yeah. Like, it just shows you the stuff you don't even want to see. So yeah. you just wind up seeing all the most, you know, shocking or controversial yeah, stuff it's, it's, so my feed is just full of all this shite from people I don't follow yeah it's just about like popularity it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who you follow how you use the app if someone has a tweet that blows the fuck up you're seeing it yeah and th- to me that defeats the point of twitter why have a retweet button yeah if liking can do the same thing sometimes <laughs> like, wh- and there's like a trending tweet section now yeah. that like pops up. Yeah, and constantly, I follow like 150 odd people or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and constantly I, I get these like topics recommended to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I not have enough shit yeah. just constantly on, on this screen? Like, why, why do I have a topic of like Hugh Jackman? <laughs> Why is Hugh Jackman topless on a yacht just <laughs> popping up in my, in my <laughs> Twitter feed? I get weird things like Dark Souls. This is a topic you'd like. This is yeah, I get that Dark one Dark Souls, yeah. like Zelda. It's DreamWorks movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I was listening to to a podcast or something and they were saying, yeah, on the weekend I just don't go on any social media. 
Oh, damn, I, I wish like, I could yeah, do that. I don't mind that idea in concept. Um, but it's, it's hard to do in practice because of the addictive nature of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're incredibly addictive. Do you guys do that, that thing that I wish I could kick where when you wake up, the first thing you do, you go on your phone and you just lay there f- until mm-hmm. you've scrolled all the way through like all of your social medias? Yeah. Well, I don't do all of them. I'll pick a couple normally. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do it as well. It's like, get up, it's like, I need to catch up. I need to see what's going yeah. on. So you go on your Twitter, you just press the button. I don't do I do not do it to scroll up. I press the button, so I go to the top and scroll all the way down through like 200 accounts. It's just like, fuck. Instagram, same thing. Mm-hmm. No, but if Instagram, it's like, I want to see the stories. I want to see what people are doing. But it's always really? like... I, I really rarely use Instagram. Minor um, Twitter and recently Reddit. Mm-hmm. I never go on Instagram. I'm so annoyed by all the Facebook products and like I use WhatsApp like a lot, and I wish it wasn't the one that it settled on. Um, mm. And people are like moving to I think it's called Signal, which yeah. is like what WhatsApp used to be. Um, but it's that thing where it's like ugh. it's just going to be the same. Cycle. <laughs> yeah, the same it's cycle. It's just the same shit. Yeah, over it gets and too over. big, and then it's bored, and it, yeah. yeah. I can't keep up with social media. Like you were showing me earlier, this TikTok shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> this guy do you remember his username or anything I, know, <laughs> I mean this is this is pretty normal for tiktok to be honest um oh, tiktok's the one i've managed to avoid but thankfully. it was it, it's a guy where his whole gimmick and his whole he's built a like image and career around running on the spot making it look like he's running in slow motion when he's actually just you know standing still he's standing there shout out to buster breezy Best fake reason. runner in the world. That's his. Is like, that his bio? Yeah. <clears throat> so his whole gimmick is like he's really good at fake running. Mm. To be fair to the guy, he is really good no, at he fake is, running. He's, he's incredibly good incredible. at it. <laughs> he like he does the slow mo stuff, so he looks like he's an apex intro. <laughs> but like any niche, and I don't understand like why <clears throat> could you not just do that on YouTube and it'd be just mm. as funny. But I guess y- that yeah, has- it's it must come down to the algorithms. Because you can't fake run for twenty for ten minutes, hit that yeah, prime time. Yeah, true. You can't have the real short stuff as much. But I no, guess. but you're saying that, but you're forgetting YouTube Mobile is a completely different experience yeah. to YouTube. Well, yeah, Become like I'm the beast. Yeah, YouTube Mobile is bizarre. It's it's got the meme pages that only post memes. It's got the short Instagram videos, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's got. like every social media combined. Yeah, it's like and it's better there. than most of them. I've got a theory um, that meme pages aren't run by humans. It's the beginning of the AI no, uprising. No. <laughs> no, who... Why would someone dedicate... Their time. What must be a lot of time to uploading pictures... Meme... Pictures of memes onto YouTube. Like, pictures on if YouTube. people are looking at it, I mean... <laughs> no, but people... People do right? it on, like, Tumblr, on DeviantArt. No, but it's on Instagram as well, because it's like these... All of the meme pages post the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's multiple machines just copying each other's algorithm. And just or just one big machine. Yeah. It runs the whole thing. And this is what's weird, that memes are like an algorithm. You know? Oh, yeah. Memes get, like, morphed for as long as they can by, like, it's just the same shit over and over. And then it's a slightly new thing. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, they were, these pages are all there to be sold. 
They're not there to give you entertainment. They're there to make money. They're no, going to be gonna sold. I was going to say that about Twitter. Just the way, it, like, the the marketing thing on Twitter is really strange. Um, I had this this guy. I think he works in like the Silicon Valley. Who like knows me from like years ago. He like texted me saying, "How much for N- N- Notaku to sponsor a tweet?" What? N- fuck you! You denied a Notaku. <laughs> What's Notaku? I think it's like a hentai game. So it's a hentai <laughs> oh, okay. game website. Like made in Silicon Valley. Yeah. No, like the guy lives in like he has he. I guess he knows all these like weird sponsors and just mm, like tries right. to get YouTubers <laughs> to like tweet. Porn hentai links out, or whatever. <laughs> um, I tried to like inquire just to see, like, I've never, like, I don't know, like, what what we're talking about here, like, what <laughs> this actually means. But I couldn't get any more information out um, without like fully committing because I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> see, I would. <laughs> what have you got to lose? Yeah, I guess that's how it were. Have we talked about NFTs on corn? Hmm. Briefly, I think. Maybe. I don't know. What do you have to say about them? What? I don't really understand it. Yeah, but they're nothing. They're something that people are talking about. They are memes that are sold. Right? Yeah, like, Jack, like Twitter Jack, he like sold one of his tweets, right? Yeah. Like his first tweet. No, but it's, it's gotten to the point where isn't um Charlie bit my finger being it's sold? It's going to be deleted off of YouTube and sold, sold as an NFT. But the thing about that oh. is someone's just going to download it and we upload it. YouTube, that's what's gonna Yeah. Like, no, NFTs make no sense. It's like a receipt that you own something or that you own something, but you can't own it because there are infinite. How many people will have downloaded Charlie Bit My Finger over the years? How many meme pages do you think have it in the archives at the first fucking post is the yeah. Charlie Bit My Finger video? There must be thousands of re-uploads already on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. For that's sure. what they say though, as soon as it's online, like it's just there forever. Mm. Like you can't Yeah, yeah. You can't hide it, especially something that high profile. I guess they're just trying to milk it. They just want their last bit of Charlie money. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all like combined and it's all intertwined with the, the cryptocurrency bollocks. <laughs> they all come from the same thing, so why GPU prices are through the roof. Yeah. No, I, I was I was hoping that was gonna level out at some point. Um, hasn't yet but it just seems to be getting like worse mm. all that. it's manic <clears throat> it it does feel like we're rocketing towards the future you know like the cryptocurrency is just a, a, a phrase that everyone knows now <laughs> yeah bitcoin mining is just, everyone just knows what that uh, yeah. is it's wacky it's wacky as fuck like, just call them credits and just be done with it yeah, yeah. Like, surely you're going to start... This, it's going to get to a point when you can... You know, you, you've just bought the latest card or game, and they'll be like, well, if you're not playing the game, if you leave it on, we can crypto mine and give you in-game <laughs> currency. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's surely a thing. They must be thinking of that. Like, th- they will use your console to mine actual cryptocurrency and give you in-game currency as a, as a fucking... <laughs> yeah, well, they take, like, 90% of it, yeah, and you get the 10% cryptocurrency spare. For that goes get... straight into COD points. Exactly. It's like, why isn't this a thing? Surely Activision must know this. EA, if you want some investment tips, hit us up. They've already stolen it. Fuck's sake. So I'm on Mass Effect 2 now. Um, I can't remember if I said I finished 1. Yeah, um, you blasted through it. 
you're addicted. You're yeah, straight a gamer. Up addicted. <clears throat> Did you do everything in Mass Effect One? Not everything. No, you didn't. No, okay. there's no way I'm doing all the side stuff in that game. I, I straight up think it sucks. I think I. Oh might. no no no. Ugh. Really? I do it if to you experience it. But it's terrible. I'm pretty sure I've done it all the way through once before. No, you'll do it until you get to like one of those planets you land on. And you, you go got to like a base, you go in, some bullshit means you die. And then you're like taken back like half an hour's worth. And you're like, yeah. nah, I'm just going back to the No, but there's some interesting else. stuff. I don't know. There's what, The only thing I'm curious of is in the first game they had one of the biggest like background things for the whole series was a ball. And you go to the ball and it gives you this whole fucking lore thing about Ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, I know what you're talking about. I want to know if it's they like changed a, that. A Prothean ball. Yeah, and it tell tell it's like p- portraying the future of you or something. Like, in which one, sorry? Mass Effect One. Yeah, it's in the DLC of Two as well. I think. It's just like a murky ball. Yeah. And it, it looks like a meta- like mercury, like a big ball of mercury. No, what you're talking about. But you do it when you do it in the first game. It just gives you a paragraph that explains the law. Really fucking interesting stuff to do with the law of Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. But it just portrays it in a paragraph, a big box. I just wonder if they changed that at all. Because oh, if all they made it, it they cut- won't have. If they made it a cutscene, way more interesting. No, all that stuff's the same. There's it, loads of weird like uh, little descriptions in Mass Effect. One. Yeah, I, I love that shit. I do as well. It's yeah, it's it, very pen and paper. Yeah, it's really RPG. like classic RPG shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. there's a narrator sort of thing. Yeah. Shepherd I do want to found footsteps in the Yeah, dust yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Super cool. I do want to briefly mention as well, um Mass Effect 1 on mouse and keyboard is better for one reason. Mm. And that's cuz the hacking mini game is different. Oh, what is it on PC? Oh yeah. So I've it's seen it. it's like a multiple wheels and you're an arrow. And you sort of go round it while other things are twisting, and you have to avoid. It's like Frogger. Oh, okay. It's like a mini Frogger game instead of just like Y A. <laughs> yeah, because that just wouldn't be a challenge. I guess. Well, it isn't a challenge ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just super a bad boring game. Frogger's Frogger is a sick game though. Frogger's awesome. But I'm, I I would really just underestimated this whole thing. Like just what they were tinkering with behind the scenes with this stuff because I'd forgotten how much like I just adore Mass Effect Two. You were a huge Mass Effect Two. Like I like I've never been more obsessed probably with like a piece of media like a story or something. Like, but I'd forgotten about how much I liked it because of three and like the letdown it was, and then I was kind of written off. Then Andromeda came out. I'd forgotten about it all. (laughs) So jumping into two after one. Because the main reason I was interested in the Legendary Edition was to just see what they did to one. Yeah, that's why I was um, interested as well. But then going into two and being like, "Oh shit!" Like, this is the game. This is how I remember the game being. When a few months ago, I actually downloaded the original version onto my Series X, the 360 version of Mass Effect Two, and it was a bit like, "Yeah, this isn't how I remember it. It's not." Mm-hmm. Like, it feels fucked, like the resolution sucks, like the frame rate sucks. And that's like a lame feeling when you go back and it's like yeah, not how totally. you remember. But this version is how, like, how I remember. It improves things, like it looks so much better. The, just the resolution of everything, the, the graphics of it is so much more detailed. And the gameplay too, just having the feedback and shit, like, just brings it all home for me. Yeah, that's something about Mass Effect one for me um because if i did play mass effect one original 
now. It's, it's trash. Well, I'm tempted to download the 360 version of Mass Effect 1. Yeah. Just to have a look at that intro, just to see how, like, muddy and... It's it's not just graphically, though. The graphics are the only thing I have a bit of a gripe with, with Mass really? Effect 1. Yeah, because it it does lose some of the, the character. That is something I stand by. Mm. Some of the, the moodiness. Yeah. The, the contrast in colours. When you make everything just have realistic lighting... It's, it's sort of wasting the potential of video games where you can have, like, this totally virtual artistic space mm -hmm. that just couldn't exist. No, I do see what you mean. Um, but the only thing is you have to think about when that original game came out, it would have been 720p. If that. 30 frames per second, if. And that game was, do you remember how badly it ran when, mm -hmm. on, when it came out? Um, the loading screens, the pop-in. No, all that shit is so much better now. Yeah. And but I'm, but I think game. like that it was it those decisions to have that blurriness to have that moodiness was partially affected by the decision of the of having to mask the look of the yeah. game. <laughs> so yeah, it, but it's one of those things where because they were limited, they ended up making something slightly mm -hmm. better. Yeah, because of it. Yeah, that's definitely a, a debate in the community at the moment. Um, and I'm sure there'll be like modders that go in, in the PC version and try and yeah, for sure. get it to look. Yeah, it's it's the same problem with um the Dark Souls remaster. The Dark Souls really? remaster is much worse than mm -hmm. this Mass Effect one. But yeah, it just loses this grit. Yeah, but I'd, I'd just forgotten how expansive Mass Effect Two is. It's so bloody long. There's so much yeah, to yeah. do, but they do It doesn't drag like parts of one. No. Where they just they nailed like the systems and the way they all interact and how you're just doing like bit of combat for fifteen minutes, bit of story for another fifteen, and then you're mining planets for another, and then it's just perfectly paced in the way it's all designed. I think. Do you like the planet mining? Um, I'm okay with the planet mining that now that I know that it works. The game can be kind of overwhelming, I think, if you don't know like what's up. Yeah, I remember yeah. just playing Mass Effect Two when I first got my hands on it. Like, you just have no idea what the scope of it truly is because it is selling this like space opera. You're jumping around planets. Like, just actually, how much shit is there in this game? Mm -hmm. And it is like tens and tens of hours of stuff, especially with all like the DLC and shit. Because you said you never played any of the ME Two stuff. Never. And like, and you're saying, yeah, I don't remember any of the side stuff being that good, but ME2 has so much DLC and so much of it's really good. Mm. Like, did you play the one that has that weird like vehicle that you're like flying around? Is the Overlord DLC? Overlord is really good. The only one is the is the Cerberus like one where you get the flying vehicle. That's terrible. Yeah, that was like the pack in. Yeah, but the EA, the EA yeah, yeah. online pass. But in the Overlord DLC, I think you use that vehicle. You do. That's how it ties in, and that's actually a really fucking yeah. good DLC. It's yeah. really, really interesting, like, subjects it brings. So, yeah, I up. mean, we touched on this a few episodes ago, whatever. But I'm curious what you'd think playing all that stuff as well. Especially because yeah. you hadn't before, because I keep finding things that I never experienced because I'm making an effort to, like, play with characters I never did and. Do things a bit differently, so I actually hear dialogue I never heard and stuff like that. Trying yeah. to get a new experience. What I'm trying to do is, um, like actually see if the game parts are good as well. Mm. I've put, I've not put the game on the hardest difficulty, but I've put it on hardcore. Yeah, or whatever. Um, 
what what surprised me about Mass Effect One is how fun the combat actually is. Yeah, but you, you get into a real rhythm at a certain point. Yeah, I mean, even early on, I've I've not played for very long at all, but like, just the the um, progression, everything, shit's fun. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that it, it is Unreal, isn't it? Yeah, Unreal Engine, the ragdoll, yeah, immediately makes shit fun. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. You can really like cheese the Geth Walker things when you're in the Mako. Yeah, you just you just drive into them. Yeah, just tap their yeah. legs and they fall over. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's not perfect by any means. No, but there is fun to be heard, and just yeah, I I, I respect it so much more now, and I think just the fact that the the screen moves when you mm. shoot. Mm-hmm. There's like, a bit of feedback. Yeah, yeah, feedback, and the your accuracy doesn't just immediately go from like, mm-hmm. perfect to awful. Yeah, no, it's amazing how much just slight tweaks can improve that whole thing. Yeah, because I I was of the belief wrongly that it was unfixable. I thought it was that bad originally. That <laughs> no, it's just it aged. Was, yeah, yeah, it was just that. Yeah. Yeah, there was something else I was going to say about two. I can't remember. Yeah, insanity. Because I've been playing on insanity. Mm-hmm. They for this edition, they've definitely tweaked the difficulty. Um, Mass Effect Two is way, 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 way easier on insanity than it was on the 360. Because um, I've it's been bringing all these like memories back of playing it on insanity on the 360, and like having these like hair pull out moments because they were so stingy with ammo for some reason on the 360 version. So. It was you had to be so careful of like every shot, and it was so difficult. It was basically no fun. It was really annoying. But now, I'd almost say it's on the verge of being too easy with how much ammo they they rate you with. Um, but you actually get some good combat out of it instead of just that really boring hardest difficulty playstyle where you're like hiding miles back. You just go then hide until your shields are back, and you're like yeah, waiting minutes at a time. So you actually have proper combat because I I did that. It's one of the first like main points of the game, um, where there's like a uh, I won't say any story thing, um, but I forgot my fucking point was. I forgot. I lost it. Difficulty. I want to say I tried Mass. No, Effect. that's sorry. Yeah, no, because there was this one mission in Mass Effect Two on the hardest difficulty that was so ridiculously hard and it was that mission um for those who played it the the first time you kind of interact with the collectors in that game um <clears throat> no you're like a boss at the end of that level and it's on insanity no, on the 360 no, 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 fuck no for alex it was yeah, like you're, you're, no it, you're I'd, bringing back memories for me i tried that i did i started mass effect 3 <laughs> on a hard difficulty it's in the it's where you first meet ashley or caden yeah, yeah. It's yeah. right there, and it's an open courtyard, oh and there's God, trucks yeah. with fucking boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it fucking floats around. It's got barriers, shields. <laughs> it's got like these laser eyes that just get yeah. and like just aim at you. <laughs> I think I did it on not insanity. I did it the one below. Mm-hmm. I spent a fucking like two hours doing it. Died. Never played it. Yeah. Again. I was just like, fuck this. This is dumb. So I did that bit yesterday, and I did it first try on insanity. Um, Would you say it's like the perfect level of difficulty then? It's that thing of the first few hours are really hard, but as long as you... Because I know mm. the game so well, I like know where to go to like get all the upgrades that will help yeah, me. Yeah. Then I do the combat stuff. 
so I don't know if that's just helping or and I don't know if ever since playing Apex and just it like turning you into this like aggressive monster goon, a goon. like <laughs> yeah. you just like when I play against like the AI Mass Effect now I'm just like you just figure out what they're capable of and mm-hmm. just abuse them just abuse what they're goon is the way in just life everything (laughs) you just have to find the goon goon your way yeah if you could goon your way through life do it in a heartbeat yeah so yeah I'm enjoying Mass Effect 2 I wanted to bring it up again um it's just gonna be a Mass Effect kind of month or whatever I'm afraid yeah I'm I'm feeling that too and I'm glad yeah no I was not expecting to kind of reconnect with this franchise at this point no, because I, I feel like I've been gaslit by Mass Effect 3's ending and then the entirety of Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it, funny how much optics, like, really affect stuff yeah, like that. Like, especially Andromeda. Yeah. I remember, like, starting it and just being like, this fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect just isn't very good, is it? Yeah. Like, it, you start convincing yourself. All it takes is one Andromeda. Yeah. yeah uh, That's they, one where it's like, it might have been worth just eating the loss on it. Yeah, I think they should have because like, they have they have killed Mass Effect. They can't make a sequel because yeah, because they like released the trailer for this new one like months ago. Did new anyone? One? Yeah. No, no, Wait, that's, that's I, really we good. talked about it on Corn. Wait, new what? A new Mass Effect. I didn't know what. When did we talk about what? There's a new Mass Effect. What? Yeah, they they there's like a trailer for it on YouTube and shit from what? months ago. This is what I mean. Yeah, no one cared because I did not like, know this was a thing. Yeah, there's like a CG trailer. Bioware announced it. There's a new Mass Effect. Liara is in the trailer. I think I can't. I might have got that wrong. See, and now I'm, I'm now I feel like I have seen it, but I had. I don't think I have. This is what I mean. Like it does. It didn't connect. It didn't mean shit <laughs> because of Andromeda. Mm. Um, I, I genuinely can't remember. I can't like, think. Yeah. yeah. No, when we stop recording, you're gonna like search him. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, remember. yeah, yeah. Maybe you just didn't watch it. I mean, but I, d- I don't think they can fix it. It's pointless. They, it's I, pointless. I think what they should have done is, uh, Resident Evil Two, remaked mm-hmm. Mass Effect One. Yeah. Instead of doing this remaster. Yeah, because then they could remake the whole trilogy perfectly. Yeah, change the ending of Mass Effect 3, make it actually possible to make a sequel to, because that's what truly fucked it. You can't continue from what Mass Effect 3 gives you. No. And... Yeah, because I went down that rabbit hole again. Um, Mm -hmm. When I was doing the washing up or whatever, I was watching the indoctrination theory. Because I'd forgotten all about it. It hasn't been on my mind. Like, Mass Effect has been on my mind, but not in this level. Like, the actual story, the lore and everything. Yeah. It had, like, ejected from my mind up until this point. So I've been thinking about the ending a lot, and I'm, like, getting all nervous now because I'm, like, so into it. And where it's, like, building up to, I know where it does conclude. So I want to be, like, prepared. Fascinating movement, though. There was, like, two, like nearly two hour long documentaries that this guy made yeah. that he actually has deleted um, you can only watch them as re-uploads because he like was, got too much hate from it or something from mm. his eyes I don't know you should just leave them fuck but, um, they're masterpieces yeah it was like such a like kind of nostalgic thing to go back and watch those videos because it's like from such an old era now yeah, yeah. such a different era um because in the first theory video, it was before they released the DLC. 
of um mm-hmm. uh you know that first well it wasn't really a dlc kind of a patch for the ending it was before that patch so you're saying like they could fix this so easy if they just do a b and c yeah there's so much hope they could if they they could they've got a decision here they can either make this the best franchise ever the best story ever or they can make it the worst you know all this kind of cringe this kind of stuff um yeah yeah it's like hyperbolic or whatever but it's kind of true though i think i think they shouldn't have changed the ending at all and not said that the indoctrination theory wasn't real and just stolen it yeah because it is a more satisfying ending or at least not deny it yeah i hate that they denied it because they yeah because they could have just left it left it like lingering in people's minds yeah, and then done this where they remake Mass Effect One, Mass Effect One, Two, and Three. And triple, triple it in. Yeah, mm. and then just have that as the ending to Mass Effect Three. Boom. And there's like a whole revelation moment. I don't know. Oh, could you imagine? Yeah. But the three endings you're presented in three. Well, yeah, because I'd for, I'd forgotten that Mass Effect Three's script leaked originally, or I don't know if it was the script or the plot outline. Some mm. details on the story leaked, which led to them changing. The ending of the game to to whatever it is now and on top of that the game was rushed um, yeah they did not have the time they needed for that game like i can't believe how quickly they made me 2 like sony i think it only came out two years after no way it actually it might have no. been three it no. might have been three no mass fake 2 came out in 2012 no, no it, it was 2010 mass fake 2 was 2010 don't yeah, think it, it was. was not 2012. That's yeah, because Mass Effect 3, remember, Mass Effect 3 originally was going to come out in 2012. But it was pushed to 2013. No, it did come out in 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was delayed, though. Because EA sure. wanted that shit out quick. Mm. Yeah, fucking idiots. They ruined it. Yeah. They ruined it, and then what did they do to fix it? Mass Effect Andromeda. Another rushed piece of shit. <laughs> they... Yeah. Fascinating, but kind of sad. At least you got Mass Effect Two out of it, though. Like, yeah, the M One, M One, both d- the two. Games. They like nailed the the whole formula. But well, I've got disappointing news. What? Some stuff's been leaked about the new Battlefield. Yeah. Instantly, no interest in it. Why? What's they're making near like modern times, which is near futuristic. There's like leaked robot dogs. It's like <laughs> it's like advanced warfare, like ghosts type stuff which is like is it like because there was that battlefield game that was like robot mechs fighting 2142 the old one one of the old ones yeah that has like a a cult following because it's actually like properly futuristic and it's got all these unique game modes but i don't think the new battlefield is going near that they're just like it's modern but it's not it's like futuristic yeah i've heard a lot of shit about this being like a future i thought near future fine Mm. have like those Unless the robot dogs are like the real robot dogs that exist. It could be. That's oh, the yeah. thing. That could that, be creepy. That would be, yeah. That but could at the be same fine. time, I'm not sure. Like, uh, the screenshot looks, it doesn't look like yeah, futuristic. I've it seen looks a more... tiny screenshot and mm. it looks like like the vehicles and stuff are all sci fi. Yeah, sci fi shit. I just, that's like, I don't they give a shit. They need to, well, they needed to, like, play it safe. I don't know why they just didn't go through like all the major wars or whatever like they were doing. No, they didn't need well, to. Yeah, they should have. Battlefield they need to? Bad Company Two Vietnam is one of the most like praised Battlefield things ever. Mm. 
Incredible. Just do about. I thought that Vietnam, was where yeah. they were going. I could have sworn like. Yeah, because they did. But they did World War One, World War Two. They could have done like the Korean War or something. Mm. Which is a, new, a thing. Nothing. It's never been done yeah. in a major game. Yeah. It's just like modern warfare. The recent one. We've talked about it loads. We've praised COD for all it's done. It's modern, but it's not futuristic. It's modern now. Mm-hmm. But it's not this futuristic, and it nails it, and it's fucking huge, and everyone loves Modern Warfare. Why can't Battlefield do that? They've made so many fuck-ups recently that it's like, how many more can they do? Yeah, like going back to the EA fuck-up optics thing. Mm-hmm. They really killed it with that. It was the, it was the sequel to Battlefield 1, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Battlefield 5, the trailer. They killed they killed the the whole game with that one trailer. Yeah, no, that that was mm-hmm. it. It was that and, trailer. And then their like retaliation to the people that thought it was stupid that there was a woman with a robot arm in World, in World War Two. <laughs> if anything, it's just kind of disrespectful. The <laughs> robot arm thing, like that was weird, really weird. It's like they nailed it. They nailed it really good with Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just yeah. World War One. The trailer, the way the game opened, they fucking nailed it. So what do they do? They take this. They take what they did with Battlefield One, this realism grounded, and they made it just fucking stupid. In World yeah. Battlefield Five. Well, I mean, like they obviously took liberties with the World War One setting. Mm. Like had all these prototype weapons that weren't actually used, but yeah. you know, it makes for fun game. Yeah. But like robot arm. Really? It's like given all of the things that happened in World War Two, the is the. It's huge. There's so many aspects of World War Two that's never been like said or done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you choose that. You could have World War Two as the setting and make tens of games, surely. Yeah, yeah well, they and, did. That's what well, yeah, like, yeah. first-person shooters were yeah, for like exactly. ten years. <laughs> and it's just like, why would you pick that? Why would you pick this kind of weird? But if food? if you want to, just don't make it World War Two. Have like this weird Elseworld like mm. shooty game. Where, like, it's that sort of era, but you can take liberties and have your own artistic... No, Valkyrie input. Chronicles. That yeah. is World yeah. War Two focus, but it does its own things. It's not set in fucking in the world. It's, yeah, like, its exactly. own thing. And it works. It works these huge fucking tanks that are, like, five stories tall and mm-hmm. dumb fucking cannons. It Honestly, works. I'm way more interested in DICE making a Battlefront 3 and actually just yeah. doing it properly. Because mm. yeah. 2 is, like, in a space now where it's like, man, if this... If this was the game that came out when you like launched, yeah, and then expanded on that, yeah. See like, the that, thing with that, there. the thing with Battlefront Three, with the success of Fallen Order, Respawn are going to be might be pushed in. Therefore, it'll probably be good because mm. Respawn they are the golden. There's also just studio. so much Star Wars stuff now. You could have like Bad Batch content in your, <laughs> yeah, which I've been watching a little bit of. Out of ten. Um, it's, um, I wouldn't say you can really give it an out of 10 rating yet because there's only been like two or three episodes. Oh, is it releasing like that? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I, I like the like the gimmick of like the, the, the clones being... The main characters of the Bad Batch are like clones from Star Wars that were like... went a bit wrong. <laughs> the Bad Batch? Yeah, the Bad Batch. Um, but they're also like... I don't know. They're quite distinct. It's it's definitely it's it's quite kiddie in ways. Um, yeah, a bit even more so than some of the Clone Wars stuff I've seen. But it's kind of sick. I'm just glad people are getting it. And like Filoni's written it. It's got yeah. his it's got his fingers he, on it. He's the guy now. He's yeah, the guy you have he's to the get. Star Wars guy. 
Yeah. If you want to make new Star Wars stuff, you'd have to have his fingers on it because he's like the weird Padawan to George. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he actually like work with George Lucas? Yeah. Mm. On the Clone Wars. That makes I think, a lot of I sense. Think, I think the story goes that George plucked him. Really? I think. Because um, th- he was on Last Airbender or something. Because mm-hmm. um, he's on the first season of three on The Last Airbender. And he does some of the best episodes, I think, from season one, from memory. Um, yeah, and then he did a great job on Clone Wars and just became the Padawan master. But are you not concerned that the Star Wars fatigue, given they've just come out of a trilogy I mean, and all that? I would say we're already in Star Wars fatigue. I feel like we're in post-Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, I think episode nine was the peak of Star Wars fatigue. And now we're just like... Because it was fresh. like, no, uh, that was the point everyone just agreed yeah nobody gave a shit yeah we don't want Star Wars if it's gonna be this mm-hmm. you know but we've talked about that plenty mm. before we go into the second half um I did want to shout out a movie Jim and I saw yeah that being Akira Kurosawa's Ran um gosh where do you even begin yeah <laughs> Well, it's a classic samurai film. From 85, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, Based on King Lear, Shakespearean Mm. work. Um, I didn't know that going into it, and I was sort of expecting a a somewhat schlocky, cowboy-esque... Like, samurai film. Simple hero-villain type thing. Yeah, and... This film is like existential crisis type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just everything about it, though, is incredible. Yeah, it's masterful. Even just like on a production level, I was I was turned on to this movie, uh, it would have been a few years ago now, when Ralph the Movie Maker, he uploaded his Ralph Recommends video on mm. on this movie. And the imagery was burned into my, my retina yeah. after seeing just a few clips from his video. And I mean, it applies to the whole movie. Yeah, like it's it's such a vivid color palette, and the costumes and the the environments that they jump around to. I was saying to you, um, you never think for a minute the time period of of when the the film was made. It was made in the eighties, obviously, but mm-hmm. it feels timeless. It feels like it, it, it feels it, like the era they represent. Yeah, it almost felt like a documentary. Mm. Like somehow they'd got a camera, brought it back to that yeah. time, and just filmed. It was that meticulous, and these like just these dense shots of hundreds of people all in the, like this armor, yeah, like recreating horses, these battles. It's, charging. it's actually stunning. Um, and the story, of course, like if you're basing it off like Shakespeare work, you've got like a backbone, mm-hmm. the strongest backbone possible to work off. But the way it's adapted into like Japanese culture is so fascinating. Cause I, yeah. I remember in year, I think it was year nine, like trying to study King, King Lear and Shakespeare and just not being able to connect with it. I couldn't, I think it was something to do with being that age and just the way it's written it's so flowery and like you don't even yeah, understand yeah. English like really yourself at that point so I could never connect but when when you see the story presented in this way the main character is just such a tragic like like gut punch the 
Um, yeah, it's I don't want to spoil anything, but like, it has such an interesting journey with that main character. And I was like trying to like guess where it was going. Oh, this must be the payoff here. Oh no, it's going so- a different direction that's way more interesting than I ever could have mm-hmm. thought. Yeah, it's, it was masterful. It was such a like joy. Um, yeah, and it's one of those films that when it ends, at first you're just like, what? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You can't do this. And But after like 30 seconds, you're like, fucking hell. It's, it's just like so genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I think that's the next the next one to jump into. It's the various Samurai Kurosawa movies. Yeah. Um, it's been a big spot of mine that I needed to fill in. It's mm-hmm. all the old like, Japanese cinema. There's so much of it. There's so much great shit to find. Have you ever delved out of anime and into live-action Japanese film? No, because you can't watch them because you can't get them. Well, I'm saying not, that, yeah, the, the only reason I watched it, or one of the main reasons I watched it is because on the Amazon BFI player, whatever it's called, at the moment a bunch of Kurosawa movies are on it for streaming. So mm. that's like, a good way of doing it. There is a whole fucking bunch like really interesting Japanese movies I want to watch, but I just can't. It's like, I think I've spoken about it before, like this, I can't remember the name. Yakuza one that's Itchy the Killer. Oh yeah, I've been, I've been wanting to watch that. But it's just like, to watch it, I have to buy a £10 subscription to a horror specific streaming service. I want to watch yeah. it because it like, looks vivid and looks fucking wacky. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not paying, I'm not adding another subscription to watch one mm. movie. There's loads of others, there's loads of like cool gangster movies, like Yakuza ones and whatnot. Just can't watch. Because there's a whole, there's so much there. But I just can't, can't watch them. I did see, though, that the creator of Berserk passed away. Yeah, yeah. Kentuo Miura. Do you think I'd like Kawa. that? Because everyone always brings up Dark Souls when it comes up. Mm-hmm. Was it like a huge inspiration? Yeah, no, Ber- Berserk is an absolutely huge inspiration. <sighs> it's inspired like every single Japanese thing with swords in, basically. Yeah, really? Like Final Fantasy. What's Cloud? the hook? Like, what is the... The, the, the... What Berserk is, it's, the, it's Guts' story. Guts is the main character, and it, it starts off as him... You know, as a, a young mercenary, it goes through his life and his backstory and what happens because there's the golden era arc, golden arc, I think it is, where that is the 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 first arc, and the, how it ends is why you're like, fuck, I need to see this through. I need to see fucking guts. So do it's this. knights fighting each other. Is there like a no, fantasy element? No, there's a fantasy element. It's, yeah, very much fantasy. There's loads. There's gods basically. There's like demon gods. I can't. I'm. Berserk fans were like, "What the fuck, James? That isn't right." <laughs> yeah, because like, I've remember. never seen anything from it, so I don't even know. Like, like with like Death Note or some shit, I know what the hook is. You know, the book yeah. that kills you, people. You, I don't know you, what it is. It's a guy with a huge sword, and he like fights monsters sometimes. Yeah, okay. you, to get the hook, <laughs> you need to see. You need to see the last episode of the first of Gold, the Golden Arc, because it's just like it all makes sense. Everything you just, you just know. And I can't spoil it, because it's just like, fuck. Have you, you seen see any of it, I've watched, like, four episodes um, on YouTube. I've, there's no particular reason why I stopped. It's just, like, mm-hmm. the, what I saw was decent. The With Berserk, you've got the first original series, which is from, like, the 90s. It's quite cheap animation. It's got its style. It's yeah. beautiful soundtrack, mind. The meme soundtrack is super <laughs> yeah. memed. 
But you've also it's difficult to watch unless you're a Berserk fan already. But there's there's a there's three movies that recap the same arc. They both cover the same arc. It's modern. It's the fight scenes are all CG, so they're bitter. But all the actual right. close-up shots are hand-drawn, mm-hmm. and it covers the same thing. Really easy to watch, and it, it is just the same. And it's also very good as well. But like, I, I'd honestly be tempted to get the the manga. I've I've read the 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 manga. the The art is fucking beautiful. The way yeah, he yeah, draws, I've seen, a bunch of I've seen pages from that, and it does look impressive. The, the shading he does on like the face and the mm. armor, it's just like, how the fuck did you do this? This is fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. I I really like Berserk. I own the limited edition fucking Blu-ray and DVD. I want to get some of the manga. I like really like it, but it's just like trying to read the manga. It's like it's so long, and it's it's not. Yeah, that's the only barrier to entry. Oh, is it like seasons and seasons and seasons type shit? It's like infinite. Isn't you it? spend it nine years, nine actual years on a boat in the, the manga. Oh, at nine really? physical years for one boat journey, like it's. I'd be curious to see what the jowlings say. Berserk um, is crazy. I think you should watch it. It's crazy. I love Berserk. If enough people tell me it's worth it, like they did for Avatar, um, yeah. The thing is, there's no, there's like nothing to lose. They're 20 minute episodes. That's if you and watch the all, anime. They're all on YouTube. No, the only thing that stops me is just when it's not on an, a streaming service I already have. Yeah. When yeah. it is, then it's like, well, Avatar's there. I'm just gonna fucking. It's well, yeah, exactly. So convenient. That's so what I mean, easy. though. Like YouTube. Yeah, I didn't realize it was uploaded. on YouTube. Yeah, 20, I just randomly went. James mentioned that I should watch it. Yeah, because I, I was watching it at the time. I was like, at work, it's just like berserk <laughs> work. Because it's but easy. Because you'd be surprised, like how many movies are on YouTube, like full movies, and it's gonna get really? better and better with that stuff. With the just the older, let me check the older movies that that get into the um, public domain. Yeah, that of course. Just be allowed yeah. to be on on YouTube. It's actually becoming quite a good resource for finding mm. movies. Like, a, it's how I watched a. Raw, I think it was that weird movie with all the, the like lions and tigers and leopards and shit that these mental people had. Oh, like, in this... yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People know what I'm on about. Well, I'm just checking what it's what the movies are streaming on, and uh, Netflix has popped up. Oh, is it on there? I feel it might be on the American myself. ones. You might have been. Oh, yeah, yeah. To... But yeah. the f- the thing with Berserk is much like fucking Andromeda. It had a recent anime that was fucking oh, no. all CG, uh. really cheap CG. Like it was the meme. It was just like everyone was slagging off the recent Berserk thing. But it's like if you watch the movies, I don't know people's reception on them, but they're the easiest way to watch it. They're all like two hours long, free movies. Boom. Then you get to the last scene and it's just like you're fucking like. <laughs> getting like fucking mad and it's it's great just watch Berserk just read Berserk just appreciate Berserk because that man was a fucking legend and his his art his work deserves to be appreciated the, there is something to be said about these long form stories that often come to fruition in, in TV shows um, there is something about it where you can just properly really with a lot of depth explore so many different fucking ideas in a way that you just yeah. can't in a movie mm. um i find it to be like the most satisfying way of because because you're combining like a movie is two hours of like you have a lot of room in there to explore a lot of things 
but you do have only two hours you're limited but yeah. in a show you have so much room to explore like so many ups and downs of different characters and just really delve deep into whatever you want to yeah i think it's a great way for you to go on an arc with a character mm -hmm. because you you have so much time to be with that character you you can sort of learn to agree with them yeah know, and understand why they're doing things that might be wrong but you're still like on their side and there's such a skill to um and this is on my mind because of that amazon prime show invincible of like establishing a story and having like the greater narrative like hook and then having smaller stories going on to like distract you from the greater one mm -hmm. um it's just so satisfying the way that they can come together and that's a good show i'd recommend um yeah i need to watch it you know what else what we're jumping around like crazy but just we go are, i've all, this is on sort of anime because berserk i've almost finished season two of jojo oh cool yeah we've had loads of questions asking for I updates can't, on i that. can't fucking I love fucking Jojo so much. I hate myself that I was like, ooh, Jojo, for so long because I'd been on fucking 4chan anime boards and it's just like, Damn. ooh, Jojo. Jojo's fucking sick, man. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> so I what, love it. Do you like it more now than season one? Or? No, I... Yeah, <laughs> season two's fucking dumb as fuck and I love it. <laughs> like, I, I... Like, because I'm trying to watch it because I used to watch anime on in bed on my on my phone on this you know it's Damn. tiny screen so what i'm trying to do now is i'm trying to watch it on the big screen in my lounge but my mm. parents aren't home monday morning or when i'm off work and i'm had i've had a such better time by doing that so i i can only watch it at certain days of the week but but between then i'm like listening to the opening and i'm just like fuck man jojo <laughs> yeah you can't sick. watch it on the phone no just you just watch the opening watch stardust crusaders the opening it 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 fucking pops. What do you watch it on? It's on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Oh, is it? Season one and two on Netflix. Oh, oh. I didn't realize it was on Netflix. Oh, I might watch it then. Maybe you I'll just, give it a what, try. No, honestly, I'm going to show you the opening after this is done, and you will get it. it it's so fucking good. <laughs> okay. Damn. Well, uh, we've been rambling on for a bit, so we'll see you after these messages. Life can be a dick sometimes. So get your dick from out your hand. And don't be a dick. Wear a dick. Dick the Head t-shirts available now. Check the description below. Good afternoon, morning, evening. Hello. Hello. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> so, uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, James. You might see that I've swapped positions. Unless you're listening to the, the audio version on both Spotify and I is it still iTunes. called iTunes or Apple Sounds? Apple Sounds. Apple iTunes Plus. Apple Noise Plus Sounds. I. Yeah, I think it's still iTunes. You can catch us on there, and uh, but you 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 want the full experience. You want to head over to uh, YouTube or Pornhub, and you'll find us there. This is the questions segment, right? Did you say the bit about going to Reddit to leave questions? Or if you do have a question for us lovely boys, please head over to our Reddit at r slash FNAF. <laughs> that one's... That's... Oh, okay. No, 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 no. R slash Jar Media. Leave us a comment in the top thread, which will be Jarcast episode X questions. 
and we will do our very best to answer your lovely questions. And every time you you post Dingle Day, for every single time you say Dingle Day, I will slap James once like this. Oh. Or Dingle Day in the comments. Dingle Day. Every Dingle Day we every get. Every Dingle Day. Every I get single slapped. Dingle Day. James gets one slap per Dingle Day. <laughs> so head on, head down to the comments and have a Dingle Day. Irresponsible Gaijin is going to start us off. If the Jar Boys were the crew of a World War II bomber, what would their roles be? Pilot, bombardier, ball turret gunner, etc. No, the ball would... See, the ball turret gunner position in, in one specific um, American plane was underneath the proper ball turret. And that's the one you don't want to be in. The, yeah, yeah. The, the most expendable person gets to go in the ball turret. Because if the hydraulics <laughs> in the plane failed from getting shot, you can't withdraw it in for landing. So you just get crushed to death as the plane landed. Yeah, but also, like, if you're <laughs> bombing a place and they're shooting Whoa. up at the plane, you're, you're in a glass ball beneath <laughs> the plane. So you're just getting so, shredded. Yeah, so I I, I'll volunteer for the, the ball. <laughs> I'll take the ball. No, because you, you got the... Pu- I don't know. How like, many are there? I watched, like, a Depen- weird um, um, YouTube video of, like, a turret gunner being, like, interviewed. I think it was one of those, like, lad by Billy type videos <laughs> or whatever. He was saying, like... Yeah, you've got to, like, switch your mind off at a certain point because, like, the people you're gunning down are, like, fucking being obliterated before your eyes and you've got to sort of check out at a certain was, point. You know? Was this the AC-130 guy, the uh, the Winnie the Pooh? I, th- that sounds right, yeah. Yeah, it, it was um a, a war veteran, like, gunner interviewed in VR chat and he's Winnie the Pooh. It's like yeah, the darkest the video. thing. Yeah, yeah they, it's like one of those algorithm videos where it will one, yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen it on my feed. Yeah, yeah, everyone's seen it, it recommended. Mm. Yeah, I, I actually started watching it because it was like funny Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Or Kermit the Frog or something, and um, yeah, I, I watched like five minutes of it, and I was like, this is just like it's really dark, dark and sad. Yeah, so I, I went off it, but it, it is like it's a it's a well made video. Mm. <laughs> Back to the question: I'll be the pilot then. Because I'm good at flying things and driving things. Someone, one of us has got to be good at dropping bombs where they need to go. Who's the turret guy? Well, Jamie's the ball, ball turret guy. Yeah, I'm ball turret. What's even left for me to do? Bombardier. You're the, you drop the bombs. Is that what the bombardier does, yeah, I guess? Yeah, bombardier. What, how, do, how do they control that? Do they have, like, a lever? Or do they it's get like a, a sight line. Now, now, you, you, now. Sit, you sit in it and it's a sight line and it's like... So far ahead that when you get to it in your sights, you drop them and then oh, they're falling. Yeah, you place. just sit there and kill. Or you could be Jesus like Christ. navigation, like you know, there's loads of position. Or you can be a co-pilot, you know, it's bomber. Well, actually, on this topic, tighter than bark on has a question. Hey boys, I saw Saving Private Ryan recently because it was leaving Netflix in the USA. It was such a well-made war movie. It reminds me of how much James loves that movie. Made me wonder. What are some of your guys' favourite war movies? Cheers, mates. Um, well, I happened to rewatch that movie a few months ago because I saw it there on Netflix. It is very good. Really, it's very. Really good um, I just like the concept of the group, the ragtag group that has to defend against the odds that they just absolutely should never be able to win against. Mm. Um, it does come together really well at the end. Yeah. Um, it is I, hard to beat. Yeah, as as like a movie that's pure spectacle, mm. it is it is the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. It's just like if you Vin want, Diesel. 
Vin Diesel <laughs> carries the film on his shoulders. <laughs> if you want something that's pure visual, that's the best one. But if you want, obviously, if you want something that's got a bit more meaning, it's like Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket. You know, it's I always ones. forget the one that Platoon. Platoon. That is an incredibly good film. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still wanting to watch Apocalypse Now because it's yeah, like I want to watch episode. Apocalypse Now and Platoon. I've never seen them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Platoon is up there. Um. Yeah, Apocalypse Now. Um, this is going to sound lame, but even though it's only a portion of the film, I think Forrest Gump. Really? Yeah. That whole, I suppose it does have war involved in it. Yeah, the the Vietnam bit, and then the way it continues throughout the movie, like post-war with uh, Lieutenant Dan. Mm-hmm. That whole shit, it emotionally just hits home. Um, another one that I have seen, which I do like, is Black Hawk Down. Yeah, you used to be obsessed with that. Probably. Very good, very good movie. But it's like there's so many incredible war movies that I just haven't seen. Um, like, you know, Wan uh, is on here, apparently. Um, yeah, like mm. The Deer Hunter, Finn Redline, We Were Soldiers. There's loads of incredible war movies. Have you seen Dunkirk? Yeah. Oh, I saw it in the cinema. Yeah, of course. I thought it was Would incredible. that be up there? No. That that's visually incredible. Yeah, yeah but I only saw that like, once. So I've actually got it on 4K. I need to rewatch it. Um, yeah, I only think that movie, like same Private Ryan, has likable characters. Dunkirk is only visuals. It's only good at visuals. It's like there's nothing. Yeah, because that's going why. On. That's right. That's why I didn't rewatch it because I heard it d- isn't as effective on like the home screen compared to in the. I I saw yeah. it in the cinema, and you know yeah, they're same. on the beach, and the the dive bombers are coming mm-hmm. in. It's screaming. It's so that's, loud. Yeah. That that's why you watch that movie. I'd never. <laughs> what is she doing? No, stop doing that on the cast. That is minging. <laughs> What have you been doing? She's like licking her asshole and then just breathing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she licked her asshole and then had like oh, yeah, this like splatter. Really like, s- <laughs> like, like really smells now, Pace. <laughs> this is why we don't want you on here. Pace, Pace got dingled. <sighs> dingle breath. <laughs> yeah, dingle breath. <laughs> My answer would be um, Come and See is a war movie that um, I, I recommended for Sardonicast. It's like a Russian war movie. It's really fucked. Come and See? Wait, no, I, I think I remember... I've been the told... The poster's like the little boy with the... Yeah, come and yeah, see. Yeah. It's about, like, war atrocities, isn't it? Come and see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, It didn't... Like, there was difficulty, difficulties of it being made, apparently. Oh, the yeah. Russian government, yeah, like, didn't the, want it the to The backstory is fascinating for that one. Yeah, you know, I, I do. That's another one I need to see. Yeah, there was a period where I was avoiding them because I just found them so... Depressing. Deeply depressing, mm. but... Like humans and war just go hand in hand. You can't really ignore it at some point. No. Does Star Wars count? Yeah. I like that. Does. I like the originals. Jonathan SVG11 has one for you, Jim. It's the poo breath getting to you. Yeah, it's fucking it's getting, getting to me, to me as well. She's panting as well. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> breath. Did yeah, Jim yeah. ever finish Community? I'd love to hear his quick <sighs> thoughts on the series as a whole. Also, Mr. Robot. Um, yeah, I, I did finish Mr. Robot. Um, Community, I can't remember if it was season four or five, I just fell off it. You got to the shit bit. Yeah. But I th- I'm pretty sure I, pus- I pushed past the shit bit to where it got kind of good again. But I normally lose steam by then as well. 
Because I was rewatching it around the same time you were yeah, watching yeah. it for the first time, and I always fall off once it gets shit. In yeah, the off the, season. There was like a golden age of it. Mm -hmm. The the first three seasons. One to three, yeah. It's like Arrested Development. Hmm. Yeah. I I don't think uh, it ever got as bad as as Arrested as, as what Arrested Development turned into. Well, there. I found out recently there are like hordes of people that like think the Netflix seasons are like underrated. For the, I think they're really bad, the uh, Arrested Development. We're, they're not funny. No. You, like, never laugh. They're so fucking mm -hmm. awkward and weird. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, even with the bad seasons of... Uh, of... Community. community. Um, the cast does sort of carry it a bit. Yeah. They, and that's why the show starts falling apart, in my opinion. is because the cast starts leaving. Yeah, yeah. All the best characters just... There, there was a... A really weird bit just before I, I s stopped watching where I noticed that um, in a certain episode Chevy Chase is like green screened into a scene oh really yeah it's like a shot reverse shot mm -hmm. but he's obviously like not, not there, there. <laughs> that's awkward and when that happened it was like that's a real problem in Arrested Development yeah in that weird Netflix season. yeah yeah really bizarre <laughs> yeah I, I'd never made that connection, but they are oddly linked in that way, where they went. Well, Mr. Robot, though, because you finished that like <clears> months <throat> ago, would have been at this point. Mr. Robot is probably in my top three, maybe top two best TV shows of all time. Damn, didn't realise it was that high for you. It it was a show that was so good to me, it, it became like a part, especially in lockdown, mm -hmm. like a part of my life. And yeah, when it yeah. ended, I felt like, well, no, I feel now that. what? I definitely feel that when I'm like, when I have a new like story, when I've got my new story, when I'm like, mm. when I have like the wire or something, when I've got my avatar, you feel like you've got your purpose while you're just going through the story, getting all the beats, and then it ends and mm -hmm. you feel like it's, it's something lost. Yeah, especially an ending like Mr. Robot that's mm -hmm. incredibly melancholy. I don't, it's so melancholy. You think so? It's the definition of melancholy. Like it, because you, it, it, it's not sad, but you've lost something, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, I think it's a must watch and it's a show that I'm sure would be talked about more if it wasn't like early Amazon Prime. Do you think so? You think if it was on like Netflix or something? Yeah, or HBO. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. But it, 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 everything about it, it's got this this perfect tone. It's got this perfect tone that's like, it, it, it knows when to add levity, but it never mm. takes away from uh, when it's being serious and shit. Yeah, masterpiece. Straight up. I don't think there is... Even a bad episode that yeah. I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is why we never have dogs on the cast anymore. Yeah, they're fucking annoying. Stop. You just sit there just like licking hey. her entire body. <laughs> She's licking the floor. She's just where? licking the carpet. Where are her arse though? Oh. She's fucking <laughs> The fucking arse floor. Sick grace. Um, should be gay. Left a comment for us. <laughs> Do you guys get annoyed when Americans refer to you as being British? Do you have any preference between the labels British and English? It used to annoy me. Yeah, I remember when I was like a teenager, it used to annoy me. I'm not British, I'm English. 
It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, I don't care. That yeah, I mean, I I'm I prefer Britain as a thing that includes. <laughs> stop! I genuinely, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> she is so crazy. <laughs> you sloppy fucker. <laughs> no, no. I think this question needs to be turned the opposite way around. How so? Because I've been called racist before. Because I referred to an American as an American. What do you mean? Yeah, I called an American an American and they called me racist. <laughs> what? what? What were they meant to be called? <laughs> A Floridian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who actually, like, people just from the United Kingdom, why does it matter? Like, away yeah, I, d- I don't give a shit. I think I prefer Britain as a thing as opposed to England. 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 I think Britain yeah. is a much better catch-all. Mm. Flip-flops has one for us. <laughs> what games do you guys think utilise the medium of video games best in order to tell their story? Uh, Spec Ops Line. Simple question. Answer, that's it. I don't know. I'm trying to think of games where you actually cannot experience anything like it without it being a video game. Spec Ops Line. I can't add to that because I, yeah, I don't know it. about Spec Ops. No, I, no I it is. It is an answer. Why? Because it's your involvement in... Private Walkers. Well, my problem, my problem with Spec Ops is that I feel like that story would still be fine and work without being a video game. Mm. Like it's still like interesting. Um, No, yeah, that's the thing. It could. Whereas, like, I don't know if it fully applies, but I I think of the way Red Dead Two, the way with the map and the way the map kind of reacts. See, no, I don't think it's fair because. Just because we've just gone from Spec Ops to Red Dead, they're in two completely different eras of gaming, where gaming's become so much more advanced, but I think it's more possible to make games that are only terrible through games. Yeah, well, I'm trying it, to think of the medium. It, it depends, because, like, uh, Bioshock, obvious answer. Mm. The the story it's telling is about the medium of games. Mm. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily utilise the fact that it's a game to put you in that position. Mm-hmm. But it, but it also it does. It it is a story that can't be told in any other medium. No, it wouldn't work. I feel like um, companies like Rocksteady are quite good. No, at... no um, hmm. uh, Breath of the Wild. That just wouldn't work at all. Um, the it, it depends what you mean by story, because there's like the story of that game, which is trash. Yeah. Or like the stories that you make. Mm-hmm. Through experience, yeah, is that like a uh, is that considered like a bad take that like the cutscenes in no. that game? No, like, every, everyone agrees every, that yeah, they yeah, are okay, good. shit. <laughs> no, um, when I played it again, I had to change it to the Japanese yeah. voice acting yeah. with subtitles mm-hmm. to make it bearable. See, that's probably why that's where I went wrong. I went for the fucking yeah. You should have done that. You're used to reading subtitles. Yeah, I'm a proper weeb. Um, definitely not games like The Last of Us. Uh, yeah, because they're they're trying to be more cinematic. Yeah, they're, they're trying to be movies, no, or TV or miniseries. I think like the the old or still the 
the COD games for the most part, um, the Last of Us games, Uncharted, they're kind of reductive mm. to what a video game can be. What about something like Mass Effect then, where it's almost like the logical next step of your like choose your own adventure books or something yeah. like that? Yeah, I think Mass Effect is good, but I'm sure you could make a Mass Effect movie work. Well, no, but Vegas. the whole like choice and is part of it. Yeah, it is. Because like, um, I've never been down with this like Mass Effect movie. I think that's an awful idea, personally. I, no, I'm not saying it should be done, but I think if video games, like in an alternate dimension, video games never existed and Mass right. Effect could exist, I think. I think the universe could be put into a book or a film. I feel like there is like a better example of. I I, I think The Witcher Three is a better example of the choice thing being integral, mm. because it's not a case of I'm going to be a good guy for this run I'm going to be a bad guy for this run because mm-hmm. I'm, d- I'm doing Renegade on my Mass Effect thing and like oh, are you? You, you are just straight up a fucking asshole yeah, you're like, like a, a monster a especially despicable in person e- even in one like there was this this mentally ill guy in the first level mm-hmm. and I just knocked him out I just punched him because he was annoying Shepard like yeah he's he's pretty mustache twirling yeah he's a terrible guy but yeah um, The Witcher Mm, that's been I say that it's been uh, I I don't think this question uh, like New Vegas you can't make that for anything else yeah it's New Vegas yeah totally because New Vegas is sort of like with the Mass Effect where it's almost like mm-hmm. a bit choose more, your own adventure but even more so mm-hmm. like you can't what could, how can you adapt a New Vegas story to like a TV uh, yeah, you I fucking think, can't I think New Vegas is like pushed so far into the choose your own adventure thing that it's like become its own Thing you cannot adapt whatever they were doing with that. Would like defeats the point. Like but, adapting it <clears throat> like defeats the but point. But at the same time, there's what Fallout Four you could fucking easily adapt because it's got none of New yeah. Vegas. Yeah, like easily just main story, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. But um, with the, the the question was about utilizing games as a medium, right? Utilize the medium of video games best in order to tell their story. Yeah, it, it's so. Such I'm an trying to think pick. of like games that achieve a story without relying on breaking the player experience down to cutscenes that are mimicking movies. I'm thinking more yeah. like the ending of Arkham Knight, where it's like an interactive, you know, you remember the way that... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rocksteady are incredible at, um, at that sort of thing. But to go back to The Witcher, what's surprising to me is that I've I've read like three of the books mm-hmm. and the games specifically three do a better job than a TV show at, at adapting like that character yeah. and you do feel like that character mm-hmm. when playing The Witcher 3 yeah I guess um, how do you feel about games like Inside or Limbo or something like that or, or even Dark Souls, where... Dark Souls... I think Dark Souls, Sekiro... It's like the... the I do think Sekiro. It's the pinnacle of, um... Like, there is no... Uh... What's that fancy game journalist word? Oh, pseudo-narrative Pseudo-narrative dissonance. dissonance. <laughs> yeah, there's none of that, because the story is built around it being a video game. Mm. But it's also a good story. So... It, yeah, Sekiro is a good one, because... It, you can just ignore the story completely. But mm-hmm. there is all the 
all the clues to contextualize the world yeah, around you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's crucial for for games to tell a story in in a way that embraces like the ways video games can tell stories. I don't think you have to have choices. No. Yeah, I love to think on that one. To be honest, hmm. like there's 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 something in the back of my mind that feels like it's screaming at me, but I can't find yeah. what what it is right now. You know, one actually is uh, Resident Evil Two. Really, why? Because you feel like you are trapped in a horrible place, and you yeah. are. It's it's just the fact that it's so efficient at scaring you, mm-hmm. even though the consequences are nothing. Essentially, like you true are horror. Motivated, though. Hmm. You are. You always feel like you're motivated. Yeah. In that game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Resident Evil Eight, even like and Seven. Yeah, they work in that way. And uh, a game I brought up ages ago, uh, Darkwood. Hmm. That is. Yeah. It's like a perfect. Um mesh of story and game it makes you do shitty things because like that's what you would have to do it's the mm-hmm. only way you can progress and you well, yeah because that reminds me of something like papers please yeah no that that is the peak that's the best really? utilization of story <sighs> told through a video game I've ever played really yeah without a doubt yeah it is a gene it it's just something about finding like the simplicity, the the angle, the simple yeah. angle to get you in, and then making it more complex. Which is just the idea of making the video game a job. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes so much sense, and like, yeah, it's a fascinating question though, and it's what is so interesting about video games to me is that you can just do like movie shit if you want. You can yeah. do that. Or you can do something that like no one's ever even conceptualized before. You can do yeah, some crazy yeah. shit no one's even thought of. And both are like legitimate and are respected within the same industry. Mm. It's it's, a, it's cool. It's very yeah, I don't think we're, interesting. I don't think we're anywhere near um like what video games can do. What they're capable of doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we've scratched the surface. Yeah, because I, I was thinking a bit of Control, which is a game I played early this year, and that game gets like truly like wacky and weird, and like they they just do not care about any restrictions. They just do whatever they want, and that is really really fun. Real existing person has an interesting one. I recently watched your old video on Morty Press, and I remembered that in a previous cast you mentioned how that character was based on an awkward friend of your parents or something. The representation of this person seemed a bit cruel, you know, saying things like, nobody attended his funeral, and I was just wondering if you could clear some things up about this guy. (laughs) If he really was as weird as you portrayed him, or if it's just a childish exaggeration of reality. This isn't a pressing question by any means, I just felt the video in the background story was fascinating. Have a nice day. So... See, I wasn't involved in Morty Pest. So that was just a you and me. Yeah, that was just thing. we're like I just filmed you day, being yeah. cranky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it wasn't like parodying someone I knew. Yeah. Um, I, what I was probably referenced in that cast was that there was this guy like Dad knew. 
he was like a photographer or like an I think he might have been an amateur photographer or something. And the only reason he was notable to me or like wacky to me is that he had like this crazy hair. Like that just went out. It was like long gray hair that just went crazy. And he was always wearing these like weird like leggings that were like you know when a guy like wears le leggings, they've obviously got junk there. So there's always going to be like a fucking weird bulge if you're wearing shit like that. So that that was the guy I was referencing, and like that was maybe where I got the idea for like a quirky, weird photographer or something. Man with a hu with huge junk is what you always what you based the whole character. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't like it, it was like some guy that like my dad knew, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make fun of him by like yeah, was, it, it was spare of the moment. Like yeah, no, it was just like yeah, there was no floss. plan. Yeah, we 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 were walking flossy and you had your camera. Yeah, who is this person you're talking about, though? I don't think you ever met him. Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. Yeah, because it was around the time I was doing photography. I think at sick form. Right. Um. Yeah. So, that maybe it was another inspiration. I don't you can't so. answer weird questions like that because we don't know. It's just like it is. It's just a, a creation, you know. Well, yeah, maybe I could see someone putting it together in their head, like, wait, so what, you made this, like, video to make fun of this, like, person you know or something? But, like, the, no. We made videos to make fun of ourselves. It's what yeah, we actually that's did. that's what it's all about. Yeah, we just really wanted to be bullied. <laughs> yeah, and bullied we were. We <laughs> show. Fucking worth. Speaking of being bullied, Holden Cases says, Hey guys, your comments on history were super interesting, as I'm a history minor at university and study history for fun in my free time. I know you guys discuss different eras, but what do you think would be the worst historical event to live through? Uh, I have seen a video on this, like... There was like a there was some person who knows something said that there was this definite definite like time that is the worst. Oh really? Because it was like post like Black Plague or something, or like all these other various fuck situations. Yeah. No, that... when I read this question, the plague like was the first thing that jumped into my head. No, the the the, the plague is fucking disgusting. You'd get like these these bulbous like balls of blood on your body, and they'd like pop. And it just fucking blood everywhere. What a fitting word for it, though. Yeah. The plague. Plague. It would be something like that. Like, it, it's like you can't compare normal times to like something like the fucking Black Death. It's just like this is agonizing death over months to normal other events. Like if you think of the uh, the the eruption of Kakatoa, and that mm -hmm. plunged the like most of Europe into a fucking like winter for the fucking year. Probably miserable. Loads of people died from yeah. starvation. Terrible. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, there's countless historical events you could choose that would be like. Yeah, yeah that that one in Russia, uh, was it Which definitely one? Russia where they had to start like putting up signs and shit saying "Don't eat your children." Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that must have been pretty fucking bleak. Unless I mean, they just really liked eating children. I just feel like even. Even being a soldier on a side that wasn't, like, on the losing side it would still be... Well, ju just being a grunt in the trenches in World War One. But you could That's just... That's a good answer, actually, is, um... After I watched that Peter Jackson documentary about World War One, I, was I like, still need and, to watch And that. there's, like, a section about, like, people that died just getting stuck in, like, the mud. Mm -hmm. So you don't even think about it on that level where it's like... Yeah. 
yeah in the trenches when they're just like all this digging it's raining the terrain like it just gets so sloppy and gross and if it's just like a war zone and they've got no prep you're just fucked yeah yeah trench, but, you do get your trench foot you are eaten by rats you've got no supplies but even that even if you're surviving fine um and like you, you're it's very likely that you're fucked up in some way like you have trench foot, and then suddenly, oh, your your side decides to use uh, mustard gas mm-hmm. on the enemy. Oh wait, the wind's changed. Yeah, I'm just being mustard gas. And then there's the mental side on top of that as well. You're like, you're there with all your your friends or whatever. Yeah, you don't know what's going. It's that. It's yeah. You're like a. F- you cannot actually conceptualize quite how horrendous it would be. Um, <laughs> Shows like Band of Brothers, like they do their best to try and like they have the interviews with the the people that are actually there trying to describe it, and and it is so emotionally engaging watching these people just describe what they went through. But you'll never understand it on the fucking level they did. Yeah, and I'm fucking glad I don't. Yeah, it's 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 hellish. It's hell. So some uh, uh, medieval historian has said that the worst time to be alive was. 536 because uh, there was like this weird there was this fog over Europe and it plunged the entirety of Europe into darkness for 18 months night and day and dropped temperatures to like 1 degrees oh my god and then like after that there was a fucking plague like a few years after that and it's known in history as like the dark ages and nobody knows why the dark ages because it's just, just fucking dark and 1 degrees all year yeah, that's that's apparently one of them. Honestly, once you start removing like plumbing and just like basic shit, yeah. and take for granted <laughs> everything. Everything's fucking shit. Every, yeah, like, every just anyone garbage. from our society like plucked and just put back like the Roman times. John like Nero's reign, where he's just killing people. Yeah, like, we're like, just not equipped in the same way. We're softer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are way softer. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't live a hundred years ago. A hundred? I think I'd cope with a hundred. A hundred? Two hundred? No, fucking no. Nah, you're forgetting how shit it would have been. A hundred years. In the 1920s. <laughs> 1921. Nah. You, 19- you really want to be around in 1921? Wait. No, 19... Yeah, that would have been peak Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah, so you just roll the dice on in history. No, it... That is like a, a weird thing though. Like every one hundred years, there's a there's a fucking a d- calamity. There's a d- flu, not just a calamity, a, a pandemic, mm. or at least epidemic. It's COVID it's like the this year. Man. It's just cycles. Yeah, Spanish flu. And everything is cycles. Well, we're not going to live through the next one, so yeah. Right. Good won. luck, <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> Disappointment Soup has a weird one. If given one year prep time and $75,000, could Jar take down one Roman legion, around 4,200 infantry and 3, 000, sorry, 300 cavalry? The battlefield is up to you. After the year prep time is over, the Romans epically teleport in through an Avengers portal and will not leave until Jar is destroyed. You cannot hire outside help with the 75,000. Um, so the, so how so what how many that's four thousand right so four thousand two hundred infantry and three hundred cavalry so we're talking about 
We're talking about a legion of Romans, right? I think the fact that you can't hire anyone means we're yeah, fucked. Yeah, kind of, but also... How much ammo can you buy, like, in America <laughs> for 75 grand? If we just went to America... Dude, yeah. If we were just armed there, up in America. Yeah, just loads of weapons. Just like a turret. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, this... Yeah, because they wouldn't have any... Yeah, what the fuck could they do? Like, a shield made out of no, leather. No, but here's the thing. Four of us... No, because they would overwhelm us. Yeah, they, there's they, thousands they, of them. They, the you can't win in that situation. You'd have to play it where... You'd have to. I, I How was much just... does a plane cost? <laughs> <laughs> like a yeah, like a helicopter. Yeah, with a <laughs> <laughs> they can do anything. <laughs> See, no, because no, helicopters. What you say? We have seventy grand. Yeah. So we're, we're not going to be able to buy a helicopter and machine <laughs> guns. Yeah, like a cheap second hand one. Fucking <laughs> 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 what a beef. Like you know the the little fucking Far Cry ones. Yeah, yeah. All the Mad Max ones. Yeah. No, I I was just googling like Roman defeats. Because to, to actually win, you've got to consider environment. What environment would best suit uh, lesser numbers against huge numbers? Because there's loads of times in history. position that they've got High ground. Like, yeah, high ground. With your helicopter or turret or Machine whatever. guns. Yeah, your machine Just loads of machine guns. Just four mounted machine guns. <laughs> As they're trying to come up the hill or something. Yeah. It has to be like a hill. No, no, because that won't work. Because then, because if you're constantly finding a machine gun, you're going to blow the barrel eventually from overheating it. You're well, then we buy loads of them and just change. We just 75 grand's worth. How, like, how much do you no. think a machine gun's worth, boys? What? You don't even need, like, okay, no, let's... machine gun, machine gun. No, okay. just whatever gun is equipped to take out a Roman, you know? Well, well M249 yeah, saw cost. Let's see. That, they no, millimeter. not a saw, not a saw. Why not? Think Russian. <laughs> fucking RPD, yeah. RPD, like RPD. Um, apparently, I'm just getting stock prices. No, you'd have to. This is a difficult one because it's like no. The, the truth is, it's unwinnable. No, it's the numbers. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's it's not. Because <laughs> what were the Romans good at? Right, land battles. What were they bad at? Sea battles. We put the legion on boats, so then they can't get us because they're melee. One speedboat with the turret on the back. <laughs> there you go. Oh yeah, that's a point. Yeah. <laughs> they but like do. when they come through the portal, though, would they just fall out into the ocean? <laughs> no, I imagine them like charging out, like in the movie. No, but if the, if we're in the middle of the ocean and yeah, they charge out, the they just fall down the the water. <laughs> into the sea. Because yeah. those boats would be. Yes. Yeah. So they. So all the. So the cavalry wouldn't be able to do anything because they're on a fucking boat. So they would be in their armor with their little fucking little sp spiky bridges to get us, and we just have a speedboat with a fucking yeah. flamethrower. They're built up with wood. <laughs> just boom. Yeah, I think your your tactical prowess has won the day for us, James. It's just I'm remembering the the Romans versus the Carthage, the Carthians, Carthage, and they were like a a, a sea uh, like military. Boom, genius, history knowledge. Boom. Let's do a couple more here. Tied to your apron has one. Hi lads, a recent cast was named after a question my brother asked. Disagree to agree, agree. Is the one. Though we are both path. <laughs> Though we are both both past the points in our lives when we were obsessed with entertainers, I'd, I'd be lying if we didn't both get really excited over this. He said it feels like he's made a sort of contribution to the cast, and I can definitely understand why. 
Jar is a big part of our entertainment diet, and I've been following Alex since IHE had about 10k subs, so to not only have the question read but also highlighted in the way that it was is pretty epic, especially for him. I was wondering if any of you had a similar experience with anyone you follow, whether it be acknowledgement at some sort of event or having a comment highlighted by a YouTuber. Cheers, Ming. Mingers, keep up the terrible work. <laughs> uh, uh, the IHE, because I had my own fucking segment, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, um, I've been... I There's a YouTuber I like. He He's a car guy and he's in Japan. And he was just posting this thing like, yeah, this, this fucking website. These other YouTubers just stole my content. And I was just like, yeah, I'm a YouTuber and that's, a, that's a fucking bullshit and I don't support those channels. And he was just like... It's like this agreement, nice. and it was just nice. I got a reply from Drangbricks um, when I asked him <laughs> how he does his stickers so well. Yeah, um, yeah. Ever since he gave me the advice to use uh, tweezers to apply stickers, so it changed again. Look back, yeah. Of course, he knows like the, all the tips and tricks. <laughs> got to go to Jambricks for any Lego mm. tips. Oh but, no, that was that time I got I. I I got acknowledged by that fucking WatchMojo guy. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you know, I often think about that that fucking WatchMojo email I got. The guy who like runs WatchMojo, or whatever. I felt like I was. I laughed so hard because I was like, like twenty years old. Like, at this email from the guy who runs WatchMojo, like. Listen, kid. <laughs> it was like the cringiest fucking email, and I couldn't believe because to me it's like the ultimate win, like being like the troll, like trying to get yeah an attention from them, trying to get attention what, yeah. from people, and you get like an email from the guy who runs Watch Mojo, this this site you fucking hate, this channel you fucking <laughs> have no respect for, and they send you this email on there like, and then, and you're just like, man, I really got to you. Yeah, I clearly really fucking yeah. got to you with what I said in that fucking five minute video which means there must have been truth to it <laughs> yeah I mean who can deny but I mean they've met uh, Tom Holland and you haven't so yeah yeah <laughs> well in saying that next week's uh, guest is <laughs> Mark Ruffalo <laughs> Um, it was a big deal to me um, getting like spilled yeah members I knew attention. that would be one for you um, yeah yeah, you used to ask them questions, didn't you? Yeah. They had a similar segment. I always liked that, like, sending in questions to podcasts I listen to and stuff. Um, yeah, that was my kind of thing. Yeah, I don't really have one, to be honest. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I, I don't really use the internet in that way. Most people don't. Most people yeah. don't comment. Yeah. Um... It's just freaks like me that do. <laughs> hmm. Stinky. Let's do this one from Adventurous Airline. Happy Victoria Day, Gooners. I just started drinking and I've had a few beverages that I like. White Claws, some ciders. But I really am not enjoying beer. I've had Bud Light and a Corona. I was wondering what some of your beverages of choice are and what some good beers to get started with. Um, Thanks. definitely not Carlsberg. That shit sucks. Yeah, um, Corona? Nah, you only have that with family. Uh, is it quite normal to not like beer at first? For Gravita sure. Yeah. Gravitate towards the ciders. Your yeah, sweet it's, shit. It's easier, yeah. Yeah, just sweet, sweet things that don't taste of alcohol. And then most people don't go from beer to just whiskey, like I did. 
I just mm. skip the you beer. Yeah, you skip beer, you skip cider. I suppose it's I like just some whiskey and like yeah. spirits with like Coke or lemonade or whatever. Yeah. Um, best lagers, beer and Moretti. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Corona is only really nice with lime. Mm. Yeah, you need to. If buy you don't have that slice of lime, yeah, trash. Um, Peroni. Peroni is good. Is nice. It's good. Yeah. Um, honestly, on the cheaper side of things, Bex. Bex ain't bad. I this think this one's sixty four is nice. Yeah, sixty four is a good like middle ground. Um, <laughs> yeah, like Budweiser and shit. It, it's it's like very that. watery. I can't, but I can't. It's, it's very tasteless. Yeah, um, tasteless which I, I'm fine with. Like it's fine, but I I used to be much more into ales, but they're mm. so hearty. That That's the thing. I really I love the taste of ales. Mm-hmm. I like that experience. Um, old speckled hen. They are heavy though. <clears throat> old speckled hen. I don't think I don't think Americans should. are getting an old speckled hen. Well, they should. They'd be a, a prodigy because this person the was States. talking about American like white claw, which is definitely yeah, true, and cider and stuff. So it's like hard, it's hard to give advice when they're the alcohols in our have countries and their uh, countries. Bud different. Light. Have you ever had Bud Light? No. <laughs> uh, maybe once. And what was it? <laughs> well, it's it's, it's just meat, that it? same like fizzy, water. almost water piss. Mm. Like slight tinge of lager taste. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine, but you know, there's yummier out there, without a doubt. So I'm just I'm not a drinker. Like I haven't drank in the last like two, three months. Like if I want to drink, I just want to have cocktails. Really? I just want to have like th- those type of drinks. And yeah, not, I not like spirits because you can have less. Yeah, uh, it's the yeah. Qu- it's the quantity of lager that for me that starts putting me off. Once mm. you've had like three, four pints, it's just such mm-hmm. like. It's just such quantity of liquid that you're just shoving inside your your poor tummy. Yeah, it's not comfortable. <laughs> Meanwhile, just a, a glass of whiskey and I'm like, ooh, yummy, feeling a bit loose. Let's end on this one then from Warlock Wabbit, bringing it back to Mass Effect. After hearing the Mass Effect discussion, I have an important question. Who are your love interests, if any? And who are your main bros? Um, okay, so let's off. This is so easy. You got you. You got Caden. You yeah. got Jake. No, don't you got fuck with me. <laughs> you, you got James Vega. Garrus oh, is the James. <laughs> um, Garrus is the bro. Yeah, Garrus no, is y- the Garrus guy. is. I love nothing. That voice, no one that would look. be as good as Garrus. He is just a sweetheart. I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his whole story is awesome. He's got. The, yeah, he's just a song actor. Is incredible. Mm-hmm. His voice, just the smoothness of that voice. Mm-hmm. The lions, yeah. Tarly's a white. He's the bro. I, I've got a soft spot for Grunt. I don't know why. Really? Do you know I what really I get? Like Do you know what I get the when I think of Grunt, I kind of get this. It's, it's like Argie, but like huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huge, <laughs> yeah. And he's voiced Argy. by the main guy from Cowboy Bebop, the like English version. Is he? Mm-hmm. Look at the, that the, voice actor that's in everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I, yeah, no, it's Grunt and G- Garrus as the the bros. They are the, um, the, the modern. I like Legion. Modern, the Solarian guy. He modern is modern top is ten. Yeah, he's top two. It's honestly hard to say because all of them are good. Every character. No, this is what's so good about Mass Effect. Like, not every character is good. Though. Jack Ashley sucks. Caden. No, but Ashley's interesting because she's like quite a hateable character. A space yeah. racist. Yeah, 
That's like interesting that that's in there. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. That they were willing to chuck shit like that in. Yeah, true. Morden, Morden's really good. Yeah, Morden's awesome. Um, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Legion. Legion, um, yeah. Legion is great as well. Where Chat. do you stand on Liara? Liara is always my go-to love option. Yeah. There's no, uh, yeah. there's no, no Liara, other. Liara is incredible. Liara is the option to me. Their their race is clearly the most interesting in a sex. Regard. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm thinking Tali. Tali is she's a good one too. Um, way better than the other options in one. Well, you can't. She, she, yeah, she's not an option <clears throat> in one. Um, yeah, something about her. She's cool. Um, what are the characters? Do you like Rex? Rex, I like Rex. As I'm well. a fan of Rex, but Rex he's just good. not in it that much. Yeah, it's only one. It seems two. like a missed opportunity because mm. it goes over to Grunt. Yeah, our yeah. boy Grunt. But he doesn't like come back in three, does he? He's Grunt does. No, Rex. He's not like a, a no, party member. No, Rex is in three. Yeah, but a party member. Krogan. No, no. He's yeah. just in a mission. You see, that's one of the reasons Garrus and Tali are... You just get more time with them. Like, they're, they're with you the whole time. James Vega? Cortez? Where'd you stand it's on Cortez? humans, I just don't really give a shit about yeah. the yeah. universe that much. Honestly. All the aliens Yeah, there's nothing there to, like, learn about them. Well, like Gar, Gar, I say Garus, but I don't think it's his name, Garus. Mm-hmm. His whole arc is like he's a detective, and he's just like, I want to get this mm-hmm. case. I need this, and he joins. He's like a squad. cop that's sick of the like the bureaucracy, yeah, yeah. yeah, the system. And then in Aspect Two, he's like a fucking. Yeah, that's the, why he the, goes to Omega because there's no red tape, so he's like, I can just take down whoever I'm, I want. Yeah, <laughs> and he it's no, but it's just like if you've played Mass Effect One and you go to two, and it's just like there's this fucking sniper, this fucking dude, and it's just like it's his whole intro is just like. Ah! Yeah, they're trying it's to like, trick you. They like keep it a secret and shit. Oh my god, I, I you're making me want to play the game again. I can't do this, Alex. I can't. Thane as well, Thane is a bro. Oh, Thane's awesome. Oh, Thane's really cool. Again, a character I wish I had more time mm-hmm. like in the I, games with. He did, did he show up in three? Yeah, yeah. I would say did, Anderson because, is a bro yeah. as well. Anderson, yeah, he's kind of the bro. Oh, Keith David, yeah, absolute legend, amazing character. And even he's not a bro by any means, but the elusive man. He, yeah, he's like he's, the opposite. He's like an evil bro. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. What is the opposite? Um, <laughs> a sister. <laughs> See, no, thinking of this just shows the amount of incredible characters Mass Effect has. Like, I'm we're probably forgetting some proper proper good ones. Yeah, I'm just going off what I've played recently. So there's probably a bunch of stuff I can't remember yet. Jack, I do like Jack actually. Hmm. Um, I've still got to do a loyalty mission in my current playthrough, but Miranda, not that mad on Miranda. She's no, but right. obviously she's she's the obvious choice for some people. Obvious, yeah. See, suppose, that, yeah. she's like so obvious that it's like boring. Yeah, almost. you're not interesting. You're surface level. You're all about that ass. There's nothing <laughs> else, you know. She got Which them I to, got to that scene where the. Because they like patched that shot. They did, the, yeah, yeah. Aspect two, where it like shows her ass for like ages in that shot. I did that scene in the remake. To, and so How was it? I know what the new angle is now. Um, is it zoomed in even more? It's, it's like the <laughs> yeah. same dialogue. It's just from like a different angle now. Is the angle good, or is it just like the it's window? Fine. 
<laughs> it's like not that memorable or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to think of other characters. Hmm. Mass Effect has a lot. Le uh, Legion. Yeah, you said Legion. She? Legion was always my fave. Yeah, he's cool. The Prothean in 3 is quite a bro. I can't remember his name. He's, yeah. a, bro. he's a bit of a dick, isn't he? No, the, the worst character the in 2 is, is the, yeah. uh, the mercenary guy who you get in a DLC. Yeah. Oh, Zaid. <coughs> yeah, Zaid. I never experienced him. <coughs> he's alright. I did his loyalty mission. Just the Shadow Broker and Liara, boom. Incredible. Yeah, Liara is the answer. Liara is the answer. If, no, if I'm voting Tali. Sorry, you're being it's two to two to one, bro. Like, well, what, there's a there's a fucked up oh, bit man, in man. Mass Effect Two where like one of the Asari are like, yeah, if you wind up in like a, a like a wedlock with a human, you can just wait out because they only live like hundred yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Because they because <laughs> the Asari live like hundreds of years. They live like a thousand years. Because so, like in Mass Effect One, uh, Liara is only like a hundred. Yeah, she's like, like she's, she's really, like young. really young. She's shown she's like, like yeah. a, a literal teenager. Yeah, exactly. Like. So, which is like such a cool idea. It's like sad, having races though. that are like, yeah, they all live different amounts yeah, yeah. of time, but they're able to like mingle and. No, but it's really sad. Like, imagine being in love with Liara and then she 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 will out she outlives you. you. Yeah, and that's like that's fucking depressing. Yeah, it's like Lord of the Rings with the elves. And yeah, yeah. Damn, that's drama. Gonna go home and just cry myself to sleep. <laughs> oh fuck! Why can you never romance a Krogan though? They were saving it for Andromeda and they just dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> that beautiful Krogan in that game. When's the Andromeda remaster coming out? Next week. Oh. The shadow dropping it on. <laughs> it's actually like a uh, an unlock in the Legendary Edition. <laughs> if you uh, get every achievement. I think that's, that's the end, guys. I'm going to piss myself. And so are you. Unless you... Give us money on Patreon. Thanks, everybody. We love you. We. Ow! That was a slap and a half, Jamie. Do it on my butt next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>